This is the podcast of Sue Wesleyan Church. On Sunday, August 11th, instead of having the sanctuary set up in traditional rows of chairs, we had tables set up everywhere so people could be in circles together, discussing the scripture, spending time praying together, enjoying some donuts, just spending some time in community in one of our largest gatherings. So check out the sermon. It's pretty short this week. Also look in the podcast description and you will see there is an infographic referred to of the one another's in scripture. And uh, we hope this helps your growing relationship with Jesus Christ. So we've been in this series called Growing in Christ and looking forward to this Sunday, it's about the church. There's a memory verse again in your bulletin uh, this morning. If you've been committing those to memory, that's, that's going to be a blessing to your life. But I thought instead of, again, hear, needing to hear another sermon about the church, we need an opportunity to do something in our, in our largest meetings that remind us of what it really means to be the church. In Acts chapter 2, right as the church is birthed, right after, just weeks after the resurrection of the Savior, it says in Acts chapter 2 verse 42, this description of the church. It says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. i got to be careful because this passage is so packed with things, and I just want to take just a few moments, because again, I don't think it's about hearing another lengthy sermon. I think it's a bit of tasting and seeing that the community God has called us to live in is a redemptive community, a Christ-centered community. When I read that description, I don't read about a church where you can just sit on your hands. I don't read about a gathering of people who are invisible to each other. I don't see a community that is bound by walls. I see a community that is bound because Christ is the center. And they're pointing everybody to come to him as the center. Maybe you're part of an organization, a business, that has lost that center. Lost the reason why we're here. We're too busy drawing up policies to figure out who's inside the circle and who's outside of it. But as the church, we need to not venture into that and say, is Christ at the center? Who is coming towards him? I see a Christ-centered community that's not building-centered, behavior-centered, not preacher-centered, but people who are needed and known. Francis Chan is, is a, um, a somewhat famous pastor, I guess, in, in, the, in the North American church. And he talks about, in his church in San Francisco, how, uh, I think he was in San Francisco, he was in California, it's all the same out there, right? Um, His church, a a, a former gang member, joined the church and was baptized. Came to this new life in Christ. And then after a while, Francis said, hey, I, I didn't see him anymore at our church gatherings. And when I bumped into him, I asked him, hey, 
how come we don't see you anymore? And, he said, and the guy said, well, you know, man, uh, I, I was in a gang before, and we did everything together. I mean, you got beat into the gang. I had to get beat out of the gang. And, but we would do everything together. We would dress alike. We would talk the same. We were organized together. But I didn't realize getting uh, baptized in the church was just, you know, about Sunday mornings. I thought it was going to be kind of more like what I came from. And isn't it sad that, you know, in a lot of measures, a successful church, somebody could say, you know what, the gang seemed a little bit closer than the church. Now, maybe I've said it before, but we need to be more like a gang. Less drugs and less murder. But community that we say, no, no, it's not just Sunday morning. You know, the it's, it's crazy that many people think that I need to put in the bulletin every time you should serve your neighbor. That, Pastor, we need to involve the church's checkbook if we're going to give to somebody. We need to involve QuickBooks in this transaction. That every social meeting should be through the centralized office of the church. That Christians can't get together, do what, what Romans says, practice hospitality, share with God's people who are in need. We can't do that unless it comes through the office. Stop that! I'm, and, and set, fourth of all, I don't know, I got a list of things here. I, I'm not going to teach you everything you need to know about the Bible. In, in, in Colossians chapter 3, it says, Let the word of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms hymns spiritual songs singing to god with gratitude in your hearts one another the scripture is full of one another's there's almost a hundred in the new testament and they they fall into a few categories i want to show you those categories the one another's that i'll show you first is unity unity be at peace with one another. Don't grumble with each other. Be of the same mind. Accept one another. Gentle. All these one another's. Then the next slide are the one another's about love. Love one another. And that one has a lot of references. Be devoted to one another in love. The next one is about humility. Look at all these one another's. I don't expect you to read all these. I expect you to look in your Bible later. Because I'm not the only one who can tell you to open your Bible. You can tell you. Then there's one another's of just miscellaneous. They're all throughout the scripture. You know what the church is designed to do? We're designed to one another, one another. To love one another, to build each other up, to spur one another on towards love and good deeds. So what we're going to do for the rest of our time together, after, after we welcome someone else not into the family. We don't believe that baptism is, is what saves you. We believe it's, it, it's, it's that profession, that going public, that identifying with Christ. But after that, we are going to spend some time together at tables. In your bulletins that you were handed, those half sheets, there's some discussion questions. And there's opportunity to just be one another to one another. There's time to pray together. And if you're not at a table with somebody you don't know, get at a table with people you don't know. Become visible to somebody you might have been invisible to. Get to know one another.
So I'm going to pray together, and then we're going to celebrate with, with Michael Slade. He's given his heart to the Lord and wants to express that. So let's pray. Father, thank you so much for this time that we have to gather, to be one another to one another. And I pray that this would not just be a cute Sunday morning where we did something different, but where we would get a taste, a vision for the church, not in rows, but in circles empowered by the Holy Spirit, centered around Christ. And so, Father, I pray that you would bless this time. Bless now this sacrament, this, this holy moment, where we remember Christ's death, his resurrection, and the new life. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.